Welcome to day 35 of the Ghislaine <laughs> Maxwell trial. Yeah, you've actually missed 20 episodes that are under seal. Yes. They'll be coming out because there was an extra super secret. Mm. Couple of weeks of hearings. Yeah, yeah. There. At Guantanamo. We were just down there for was, this trial. And actually, it wasn't Ghislaine on trial, but Hillary Clinton herself. It was insane. They, they first of all, executed her cousin like a lame horse in front of her with a shotgun. It was horrifying. Horrifying. After that, she started squealing like a stuck pig. Mm. She named everybody M- Mordecai Goldstein, uh, Moyle, Moyle Psychobilly, which is a, a Venetian Jewish name. Um, and a, a character she would only refer to as the dank rabbi. The dank rabbi. That's that's me panicking I there. I can't. That's the not dank funny. rabbi. That was the terrible. Dank, that sucks. I How almost said I... the glove. The glove, which sounded very mysterious. Yeah, that does sound mysterious. I don't know what it could mean, but well, I don't want to meet a dude who's nicknamed the glove. I I could say something really rude right now, not about you, but about a subject that we'll be talking about very shortly. Uh, um, and I've known a couple guys that could be. Pretty safely called the glove. Okay, I don't know what that means. Well, I can tell you. You stick a hand in. You can see where I'm going with this? My name is Brace. I'm Liz. I'm confused. I don't get it. Uh, I'll text it to you. Uh, We are joined, of course, by Young Chomsky, a.k.a. Not the glove. Mr. Loverman, who's producing this episode. And, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Yeah, we're back. This isn't an episode of the, of the trial. This is actually episode 199, which I know because our next episode is 200. Mm-hmm. And Liz actually just lied to you. What? Right then. Because this isn't an episode about the trial that just happened. Oh, yes. This is an episode about the trial that just happened that we're about to have to go to again. No. Dude, okay. If this gets a fucking mistrial, I cool. legit mm-hmm. will KMS. Just leave it at that. I don't want to say it out loud. I cannot do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Who's A? Who's, who are you going to kiss? Oh, my MS? God. MS? No, we're saying that because, guys, a juror squealed. Uh-huh. He not only, listen, let's, yes, he squealed. And he squealed in the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So... News broke when a day or two ago. Yes, I think yesterday. Yesterday was it? Yesterday? Who knows? Oh my gosh, so much has happened. That uh, it was at the Independent. Mm-hmm. Um, that a juror who identified himself by his first and middle name, and so we will as well. His name is Scotty David. All right, Part- Scotty David uh-huh. spoke to a reporter at the Independent about his experience on the Ghislaine Maxwell uh, jury. Now, to be clear, that is his right. Totally, um, jurors can obviously talk to reporters. Many of you guys probably remember, like famously, like OJ 
uh, jurors, like every single one of them got a book deal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Most but, OJ yeah. jurors to this day still on Cameo. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but like, that's totally the right. Although, you know, my understanding is that usually they want to be a little careful about what exactly they say, considering there's pretty narrow scope. Like, jurors are given kind of a narrow scope on how they're supposed to kind of be a juror, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we I think we talked about this in maybe a pre-trial episode, mm. is, you know, they give them a pretty long... Yeah, we did. We talked about the questionnaire. Uh, they give them a pretty... They, they give potential jurors, of which they're a pool of, like, hundreds. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but multiple hundreds. They give them these questionnaires, and they fill them out and are narrowed down through a process, uh, you know, obviously. You know, some There's some that they just... Uh, reject out of hand, and then there's like a winnowing down process where they're asked questions by lawyers, and then, you know, some are rejected, and then you end up with a pool of 18, six of which are alternates, and 12 of which are sitting on the actual jury. All, all, all 18 of which watch the trial, but only 12 deliberate, but, you know, obviously the alternates are for people who get sick or, you know, maybe have to have a uh, little vacation, as we saw in this trial. Um, now, we actually did specifically talk about this question, uh, or a question that appeared on the questionnaire during our uh, lead-up to the trial, and it was essentially asking if you'd ever been a victim of a sexual assault. hmm And uh, clearly, the answer was supposed to be no in order for the defense not to reject you. You would think. Yes, Yes, um, because that's generally a pretty common thing with with jury selection is if you are, uh, you know, if you are a victim of a crime that's similar to the crime that is, you know, the the accused is on trial for, you know, you're generally not supposed to be on the jury, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to back up, Scotty David, in his interview with The Independent, revealed that he was himself a victim of sexual abuse. Mm hmm. And this was in his interview, and that he used that experience to convince some holdout jurors of like the ver- like of the veracity of the claims of the victims. Yeah. So he said that you know he was able to kind of call upon his own personal experience as a survivor of sexual abuse in order to kind of say, well, you know, if you have a hard time believing why they wouldn't come forward for so long or why their stories might change or how, like I remember certain things about the abuse, but not like other things I can, you know, this happened to me. And so I can speak from personal experience that, you know, I completely understand and believe their stories. Totally. And in his interview with the independent, he says that that information that he relayed was able to sway some of the holdouts on the jury to convict Ghislaine. So think about what I just said and think about what Liz just said mm. and put those two things together in your mind, a little one plus one, uh, and s- slap on an equal sign to the end of that because that is equaling a little letter, well, a flurry of letters sent from the defense to yes. Judge Nathan and a response by Judge Nathan that uh, has to do with this whole mess. Yes, motions, motions, motions filed. So actually what's interesting is the first motion that was filed was by was from the prosecution. And the prosecution says, uh, okay, uh, given this like new information with Scotty David talking to the independent, we think there should be an evidentiary hearing. 
So we want the court to oversee uh, an investigation into if anything improper happened or, you know, what have you in terms of like, you know, did this juror like perjure himself? And if not, then everything's fine. And the, and the court should just handle it. Then the defense comes back and is like, mm, no, we don't need a hearing. In fact, no hearing. We don't want a hearing. What yeah. we think that what Scotty David said is proof positive enough that a new trial needs to occur. This is already just based on this interview grounds for a mistrial. Yes. And this has all happened, by the way, all of these were, I think, filed today. Yeah, this was like literally in the last four hours. We were actually going to talk about some other stuff. Maybe we still will. But damn, this all just happened. Breaking news here on Turn On Pod. And I'm I'm reading the government's initial letter here. Mm. And uh, you can imagine that they are uh, not very happy with what happened. (laughs) I um, don't think so, no. Because they, uh, well, for a number of reasons... Assuming the accuracy of the reporting, the juror asserted that he, quote, flew through the prospective jury, juror questionnaire and does not recall being, able, uh, recall being asked whether he had been a victim of sexual abuse, but stated that he would have answered honestly. Yes. I would... Now, that's from the interview. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever in a Scotty David type situation... <laughs> Which, by the way, Scotty David... Don't, we'll talk about... I know what you're... We'll talk about that in a second, baby. Scotty? Scotty? It sounds like a Seinfeld character. We're not talking about, by the way, we're not talking about a 12-year-old redheaded boy, either. I want to be clear here. This yeah. is a fully grown adult man. Um, you're not going by the Y variation of your first name. Scotty David. Yeah. NBAS uh, ref name, by the way, sounds like. So, I would think very carefully before your interview here, whether you, uh, I, I would try to remember perhaps if you asked the, uh, or if you answered that question, honestly, I get it. A lot of people may not know how the media works. Yeah. I feel like this guy, we don't, we, we don't, but I, I, I know, I know enough to where like, if there is, I mean, actually I'm pretty sure Scotty considering what he, the information he relayed here, kind of making himself like, Oh yeah, it was this you know this important thing. I was able to sway people with my story. Mm. That is going to be the hook of the journalist story, right? Mm. There is no way they're going to excise that from the story, mm. um, unless they kill the story, basically. And so, Scotty made a mistake because he should have thought, "Hmm, did I you know dot my eyes and cross my t's here, or is this going to get either me in trouble?" Which Honestly, doubtful whether he'll be like very doubtful whether he'll actually get in trouble, trouble like legal trouble for mm. this. But is this going to put the outcome of the case uh, in shakier uh, standing than where it had been? Yeah, I think a couple things. That just a little hot tip: New Year, New You, listener. So I want to give you a little little self care tip for the top of the year. Don't talk to journalists. No, this is something that first of all. Need I remind you, Brace and I are not journalists, so fucking talk to us. But yeah. well, not uh, that's not a that's not a blanket invitation. <laughs> oh yeah, no. But you know what I'm saying. Use your judgment. Don't talk to us. Uh, but also, you could talk to us. Um, no, don't talk to journalists. Like we were just talking about this before uh, the podcast started. But it's like, look, journalists, their uh, a lot, their allegiance is to their story mm-hmm. and newsworthiness. And they are not thinking about the outcome of the trial being in jeopardy. They are not thinking about 
Scotty David being in like his own like safety or mental safety or like how he feels about the experience that he just went through on that jury. Like they, they don't have any, like they're not safeguarding anyone else's interests. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not their job. Their job is something else entirely. But that means that when you speak to them, you should always keep that in mind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, 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 they don't care about you. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's, that's, uh, that's not even us. I mean, we do have some negative opinions, but that's not yeah. even us expressing those. Right? No, that's I'm not even objective... getting into then how I feel about that. Yeah. That's just a statement of fact. Exactly. And so like, if you do have something like this, if you're ever the subject of a whatever, yeah. if there ever anything newsworthy happens to you, keep that in mind in that, like, Generally, I mean, some people, I'm sure, you know, they do show some humanity or whatever, but like, keep in mind that you, your well-being is secondary to a story, yeah. right? And to a story getting out there. I mean, I do want, like, do you think that the journalist at the defendant, I don't even know who it was actually, but, but, um, do you think like they would have been like, oh, do you think you want to say that? Because that might open up some opportunity for a legal claim by the defense. Absolutely fucking not. No way. No, they want to get that out there, right? No. It makes so, sense. And, 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 and there is a and market. And that's their job. It's, it's their job. And there's a market incentive. And yeah. there's like a news incentive there. I mean, it is it is newsworthy, right? Yeah, but it's just like worth, you know, again, new year, new you, self-care tip. Top of the Top of the year. Just worth keeping in mind, remembering that these are not, you know, these are not your guardians. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, okay. So the defense said that they were like, they were basically like, we want just a whole new trial. Yeah. New trial. You know Friend what? Friend of the pod, Christian Everdell, immediately, boom. He had this, he had this lock and Via email, probably yes. from his lovely vacation home in Aspen, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. um, and... <laughs> It seems like the court, Allison Nathan then issued a motion. Yes. She, or issued a letter. I'm going to say the court looks, seems a little freaked out. Yes. The court has now appointed a lawyer to Scotty David. Yeah, here. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty David loved being a juror so much that he was like, yeah, maybe I'll try some of this other shit out. <laughs> he was like, you know, I want to see what this is like, but from the other side. Exactly. You don't, my, my little suggestion for you uh, listeners, if you're ever in federal court, try to make your last day there your last. Don't try to get back in there with a, such speed. You were out. You were done. Now look, they pull you back in. The 29th is when this trial adjourned. <laughs> it, it literally just ended. January 5th, brother. So Alice Nathan, old, what do we call her? Old Judge Nathan. <laughs> Who absolutely has COVID at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, allegedly, let's maybe. Not, let, you know, let's not go cursing people with COVID. I'm yeah, not cursing. No judgment. Everyone's got COVID. Anyone who's anyone has had COVID. Oh, uh, well. So Allison Nathan, she says, the court is in receipt of the party's letters. The court hereby sets the following briefing schedule for the defense to move for a new trial in light of the issues. Defense motion, January 19th. Government response, February 2nd. Defense reply, February 9th. So this <laughs> fucking trial is going on for another month. Now, Pagliacci, <sighs> he immediately comes back with another motion. And he says, we think it's crazy 
that the court is appointing the juror a lawyer. This is unfair. This is, this is unheard of. That's what he says. Why? So, respectfully, it is not the proper function of the court to contact the juror and suggest that he retain an attorney or to secure the appointment of attorney on his behalf. There is no indication that the juror either needs a lawyer or is indigent and qualifies for court-appointed counsel. So they're just, like, trying to file all this stuff. I I get what they're doing here. They're like, listen, he doesn't need a lawyer because this is what's there to even have a lawyer for. Yes, there's no, we're not having a hearing. We're just having a new trial. Black and white, this motherfucker's guilty. Uh, there's also some, uh, there is smattered across these letters to uh, some, some redactions, some uh, redacted heavily, paragraphs. heavy redactions that seem to be references to their, to Scotty David's questionnaire. Yes. Because here's the thing. Scotty David doesn't have his questionnaire, but you know who probably does have it? Allison Nathan. Allison Nathan and most probably likely the defense, the defense and, and the prosecution yes, as well. But they're under seal. And I have a feeling that i mean again this is just a feeling that the defense is probably pretty gleeful in what they saw on this application i mean i don't know i have no idea there's a big a heavy redacted area in this you know in this letter by everdell that seems to suggest that perhaps scotty david was not truthful or it could possibly be that he did not answer truthfully or in, or consistently with the interview that he gave um, to the independent. Who knows? We're going to see how this plays out. But I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I can't do more trial coverage. Uh huh. I think it's I think it's too much. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you right now, baby. In the interest of journalism. Oh no. I'll be attending the trial. <laughs> but I'll be doing it with a twist. I'm going to represent Ghislaine Maxwell in her retrial <laughs> due to juror Scotty David's remarks to the independent. Scott, I looked at Scotty's Instagram, by the oh, way. Oh, he has. Since deleted. Yeah, unfortunately deleted. I did look at it, too. I'm not going to say the full thing on here because that's a little too far. Yeah, we could just keep course. it private between us two. Um, but let me just say the name references a gay subculture, mm. which uh, I have many friends who are part of. Mm. Um, and who often go to the Russian River once a year for a certain okay, festival. Okay, stop it. It's too much. Um, but <laughs> he, I mean, yeah, it's like, he's like posting himself like partying shirtless like the next night. I mean, he, the guy's having a blast. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't know if he's having a blast now that he's subject to can, I, I think, yes. And, Jura uh, has become defendant. Yes. Listen, if you, if you, if you get, I'll bring you poppers to court. Could you bring, do you think they would confiscate those from you? Yes. Now, uh, for the trial of Scotty David, uh-huh. perhaps Ghislaine Maxwell should be the juror. Oh. That would be crazy if they just do like... Eye for an eye. Yeah, that wouldn't work. But she should lie. Yeah, 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 totally. H- have you ever been convicted of sex trafficking? Absolutely not. No, Scotty David got me off. <laughs> um, to be clear, I don't think this will work. I don't think so either, but I do want to say, because this was brought back to my attention by friend of the pod journalist unfortunately just kidding jacob shamsian uh over at business insider that there was a kind of um interesting twist on voir dire this time with the Gillian maxwell trial where allison nathan actually handled all of the questions herself yes and questioned the potential jurors and then relayed that information to each party 
uh, asking if they, you know, wanted to dismiss, if they had follow-up questions, whatever, because she felt like the route the defense was going on the questions was, like, insanely, like, too private, too crazy, too specific, and she wanted to really monitor the situation. So, like, there's already, which I think, you know, I do think in retrospect, first of all, I do think she kind of, like, favored the prosecution a little bit, but it was tough because the defense was, like, the whole trial uh-huh. but i do think that like i wonder how that looks in an appeal like i wonder if that adds some odd texture to this whole yes case the case of scotty david yeah yeah because they actually did not ask a lot of the male jurors mm. if they had been sexually assaulted whereas for instance one yeah. uh one woman which we mentioned i think in the honeypot episode was uh was kicked off the jury or basically cut out from the process because her daughter was a member of Rain. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I, I mean, those. granted that that is that is you know that is an advocacy group rather than like you know that doesn't necessarily mean it's like that's slightly different than having had the experience you know and maybe not. Yeah, being but an I advocate, feel like they would have kicked anyone they could have. Exactly. Yeah, and so. I don't know. It could be. Could be the never-ending uh, trial of yeah. Gillian Maxwell. Um, I but I just I have a feeling that Judge Nathan. I don't think she wants to go. She wants to get up to that second fucking circuit. I know it might not be up to her though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So we'll, see. we'll fucking see. Unfolding as we speak. So right now, as of now. Mm-hmm. Ghislaine, she's back in, what, the MDC? She is. She's she's down there a little south of Gowanus. Yeah, she's on Suicide Watch, mm-hmm. which means she's getting woken up, awoken yeah. up uh, every, like, two seconds. Yeah. She can't be happy. Um, in fact, there was, like, some pieces in the Daily Mail that was, like, talking about how, like, you know, she is on her last row. She thinks she's never going to see... The outside world again. She thinks she's going to die in prison. What are you talking about? There's a prison bus. You go to the other prison. You see it through the fucking the window. We were talking about this, and it's like, okay, she would probably go to medium security, right? Depends. Can we talk prison for a second? So, okay, to remind, 40 hours of deliberation, in case yeah. you didn't listen to the podcast, and if so, welcome. Uh, they came. The jury came back with guilty on five of six charges, so... The last charge was the really substantive sex trafficking charge, which carries a max 40 years. Mm -hmm. So in total, the max sentence we're looking at is 65 years. Yes. Now, this bitch is 60, so she thinks she's going to die in prison. And if you do the math, she would. That would be, I mean, if she got the max, she would be out, I mean, at like 75. Yeah. I'm not. What? I'm not good at this. Oh, my God. Okay. So, but... All of that sentencing, we don't really know when it's going to happen. Now, yeah. this is, by the way, we don't know when it's going to happen prior to Scotty David getting involved. Yes. Which oh, feels Christ. like that's going to throw a whole wrench in the sentencing thing. Yes, absolutely in true. General. Because, so here's the thing I learned about sentencing. Mm-hmm. What they do is they like, there's like, they look into your background and your education. Yeah, and yeah. they look into all this stuff to then make a recommendation to the judge. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it takes even longer when she's not American because oh. now they've got to they got to find UK records, they got to find French records, whatever they yeah, got to find. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take forever. So they're anticipating 
like anywhere between two and five months. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, is sometimes they take up to six months. It, it can be a really long to time. Me. As a person who doesn't know anything about this, yeah, that seems like a long time. It is. I mean, sometimes they're pretty quick. In this case, I don't think they will be. Mm-hmm. Well, um, no, and now Scotty David's in the middle of it. I know, and I, honestly, I, I really, I gotta say, I, I thought I had, all, I was all prepared to be like, this is how the sending is gonna go. Now with Scotty David in the mix, yeah, wild card up in here, yeah. no fucking clue. Yeah, so yes, the first Scotty David hearings on the nineteenth. They had asked for a sent a proposed sentencing schedule on the tenth. Christ, which, yeah, exactly. So I don't know if that's gonna get moved. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I they could still. He, I have a feeling Nathan will just old judge Nathan will just uh, try to keep it with keep it, it and you know be like, well, if we throw it out, we throw it out. But you know, we got to keep yeah, this yeah. moving or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I she don't see her assault. just like putting, a, you know, putting a halt to it. Yeah, Galen also still faces perjury charges, yes, which is counts. a separate trial, and the government has signaled that that trial like is gonna happen. Yeah, much, much, um, I think to the surprise of all of the people who told me, who argued with me that it was not going to happen. Who? A lot of people. I'm not naming names here. Not, not me, because not never, I've not never Liz. had an opinion on this. Not Liz. Because I didn't totally understand it. Well, I, I was like, listen, <laughs> I, my whole thing was, I think they're charging her with perjury as a backup in case they can't get her on this. Yes. Uh, because perjury charges like this, I mean, this is perjury related to a civil deposition she gave. Mm-hmm. And like, um, you know, it's not very common. This is this is not common. Yeah, you, know? you kind of let things slide. Yeah, perjury. Listen, Look, like, like I've said, victimless you, crime. Like, who, are you, who are you, Bill Clinton? If no one's physically hurt by your crime, it's a victimless crime. Yeah, and then um, that crime, it was the American people. Exactly. Uh, but it's uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna happen. We are gonna have to cover the Ghislaine Maxwell perjury trial because All I right, do. Well, let's not throw around we. Well, to sorry. I uh, would love to see a woman finally on trial for being a liar. <laughs> because that would set a wonderful precedent in my life. Okay, so yes, two counts of allegedly lying under oath. And you're right, this is a sworn deposition from 2016. This is from the um, defamation case brought against Ghislaine by Virginia Jeffrey. So again, we, we said like during the trial that Virginia was kind of haunting the whole... You know, she was this like kind of specter over yes. this whole trial. She's continued. I mean, she's. We'll we'll talk about her upcoming suit with Andrew, and even here, she's kind of looming because she is really the the. You know, it's it with it's the deposition related to this suit that is really hanging over Ghislaine on the perjury charges. Exactly, and the perjury charges are. I think we talked about them in a prior episode, but they are very embarrassing if you're going maxwell yeah so she in the deposition she claims that she was unaware of i swear to god this is what they're really getting her perjury on this is so fucking funny she claims that she was unaware of sex toys at palm at the palm beach mansion and that she didn't know epstein was having sex with other people while they were like quote unquote together so these are the two these are the two lines from the deposition the question is do you know whether mr epstein possessed sex toys or devices used in sexual activities Ghislaine answered no Hmm. Then the question was, other than yourself and the blonde and the brunette that you have identified as being involved in three-way sexual activities, with whom did Mr. Epstein have sexual activities? And Ghislaine answered, I wasn't aware that he was having sexual activities with anyone when I was with him other than myself. So something, there's two kind of notable things about, there's notable things about both of these. With the second here is 
this could be part, one of the, one of the reasons that the the prosecution was trying so hard to nail down sort of when their relationship was happening mm. during this trial here is because yes. this is I mean this is a very vague sort of parameter yeah right? totally because we don't know officially when they split up there is no official date. There are things that happen. I mean, generally accepted as they were together until like a boyfriend, girlfriend until like 97. Mm. Um, but that they obviously continued uh, in whatever arrangement they were in, sort of undefined. You know, I, I don't like to do labels, you know, baby, like that feels so old fashioned. But, you know, like, they, you know, in whatever arrangement, they were still sleeping together up until the 2000s. And obviously, you know, still uh, co-conspirators together up until then as well. Um, and so I don't know if they'll try to argue like, well, I wasn't with him then, like the commonly accepted usage of with him being like, you know, his partner. Um, I know I was just reading this and I was like, shit, I should look up the context because I wonder if the way that she answers that question could be construed as saying, I wasn't aware that he was having sexual activities with anyone when I was with him, like when I was physically having sex with him. Yeah. And being cheeky. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. That because does remember, sense. we read a lot from that deposition and Ghislaine is like so insanely annoying In the, yes. through the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that's when Young Chomsky played Tagliacci, remember? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was back. Yeah. That was back in the. That was funny. That was like in the, our original recording setup. Now, the first question, however, might prove a bit more problematic for Ms. Maxwell because, as some might remember, we've had exhibit number can't remember entered into the court record which was the twin torpedoes yes however liz might i play the devil's advocate for a moment here oh you mean keanu reeves as the lawyer for al pacino the quite exactly the question here is do you know whether mr epstein possessed sex toys or devices used in sexual activities interesting now where were those twin torpedoes found in Ghislaine Maxwell's bathroom. In Ghislaine Maxwell's bathroom. Mm. Whether Mr. Epstein possessed those. Now, we do know that Epstein, Mr. Epstein, did use basically like electric massagers, mm. essentially to use as... He had right. possessed Which, them. Which, you know, many women claim are not sex toys. Yes. Regardless of their multi-uses. Clearly are. <laughs> um, and uh, he, he used them. And so that one, I'm like, that seems a little trickier to get her on because mm. they were technically, I mean, even all the testimony from Alessi and the housekeepers is that the sex toys were in a basket or boxes in Ghislaine's bathroom. Yes. Not in Jeffrey Epstein's bathroom. I got to say that, you know, we said this earlier and I still stand by it. We are not journalists. And yeah. if what we've learned through this entire process is that you might know a thing or two, but we aren't journalists. But you know what I'll say? We are lawyers. Unlicensed yes. lawyers. Yes. I'm still a lawyer, yeah. And I think we got a really good handle on the law here. You can be a doctor without having an MD. You can be a lawyer without having a license or without having passed the bar. Yeah, it's called the secret, baby. Look it up. Exactly. The thing is, too, I want to say also, the thing is, too, I want to say also, look at this. That's a Liz saying. Big, yeah, Ricky Radio over here. <laughs> uh, if you're a guy who possesses sex toys, brother. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's crazy <laughs> as fuck. What do you, what? I mean, I get that he's a pedophile. And so it's like, but like, I, that just got me thinking. If you're gay, it's cool. If you're not, weird. I'm giving that a weird verdict. Gavel. 
So there is some kind of minor news in the Prince Andrew, Virginia Jeffrey um, uh, civil case that's yeah. going on. Uh, we've talked about the civil lawsuit that, that Virginia filed against Andrew. And, you know, there was a, there's been a lot of, dare I say, misinformation about it. Ooh. Uh, people think that for some reason... Are you debunking? Reason, I'm not debunking. Um, you know, I'm, I'm minorly... I'm bunking. Wait. Yeah. What is bunking? I guess that's if you no. tell a lie. Oh, yeah, so bunk. Not, bunk is a lie. I'm so mildly debunking. bunking here. Yeah. Uh, I'm just correcting some misconceptions. Mm. Uh, number Correct one of which is that this is a civil case. This is not a criminal case. Yeah. So Prince Andrew will not be in cuffs at any point during this. Well, unless you get to him first. Yes. Which, by the way, you are allowed to arrest somebody. Yeah, as an just unlicensed a lawyer. Yeah. That you can do whatever you want. I can represent it. No, but as even you don't need a license to be a citizen, and citizens can arrest people. There's even a word for it. Yeah, citizens—that's two words, but still, it's a phrase, not a phrase. But so yes, know. it's a civil lawsuit filed by Virginia Jeffrey, nay Virginia Roberts. I just like saying nay. Yeah, it's always in every article about this, which yes. I think is so funny. Uh, so she alleges that um, basically she was raped by Andrew. Um, when she was a teen, like she was underage, trafficked by Epstein. Yes, basically, and Ghislaine. So she's she uh in her suit she names like three occasions: one in the New York mansion, one on Little St James, and one in Ghislaine's London house, which, townhouse, unfortunately, which is where the photograph is exactly. From. Unfortunately for Andrew, there is photographic evidence of right. that. <laughs> um, and the pro- the problem with that too is, well, Andrew has been. He still doesn't, I mean, maybe he does now, but as of the time when he did that BBC interview, he did not have a coherent explanation for that because he said it could have been doctored. Yes. Where's the actual photograph? Well, which I've is, been told the FBI has the photograph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. But like, yeah. that's not, if that's the best he can come up with, brother, that does not bode well. Well, remember, that's also where, so Virginia claims after the incident at Maxwell's home, where both Ghislaine and Epstein basically, held, she says, held her down. Yeah. And... Andrew raped her against her. Yes. Yeah. Had sex with her against her will, AKA rape. Um, That then they went to a club called tramp. Mm -hmm. Unfortunate name. Yes. Where uh, this is infamously, she said, Andrew sweated all over her. And that's where we get, of course, Andrew's fantastic defense that he cannot sweat. Therefore she is lying. Virginia's lawyers have asked for proof that he cannot sweat. Yes. Which is incredible. Seems easy to prove. Go down to the Wall Street fucking uh, Russian baths. Put the man on a treadmill. That's what I say. No, right there in the courthouse. Cruel and unusual punishment. Say, sir, we have now brought, we have a treadmill here. Get have his- the marshals lug it out. Really drag it. Treadmill, incredibly heavy. Mm-hmm. I, I work and at a gym, on, Liz. I know. Don't put him on the stand. Put him on the run. Check this out. Check this out. Have the whole trial in Orange Theory. Oh my god, that would be fantastic! Um, so they are Prince Andrew's. Uh, his team is a flurry of defenses. One of which is that oh, Virginia lives in Australia; she can't even file this. Don't think that's gonna. Don't think that's gonna fly. Uh, another one is Epstein's five hundred thousand dollars settlement with Virginia was a, at issue. 
because Virginia had sued Epstein as well. Epstein settled with her, Mm -hmm. meaning that she didn't win, but he just sort of, you know, it's a settlement, basically. Yeah. Um, Some of the stipulations in that settlement, I don't know if that's the exact legal term, but some of some of the terms of that settlement are basically that she has to give up suing um, other people, some other people involved in this. Yeah, now, they named they said potential defendants. Exactly, one of those uh, defendants or potential defendants is, would be Alan Dershowitz, who, as Epstein's counsel, is actually exempt. But Prince Andrew is not named in that. Now no. his team is is using the fact that in Virginia's initial filing against Epstein, she mentioned royalty. Now that is not mentioned in this settlement, but they're saying because she initially brought this case forward and mentioned royalty, then it would be covered under that. Does not seem like it's. It seems like a hail mary. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it's going to work. I mean, the it seems like too the settlement was kept secret. Like, it was only just released, yeah. like, with this civil case. It has been kept secret. It was kept secret from third parties. Like, Andrew couldn't even know if he could have been possibly a named potential defendant because there were literally barriers created for third yes. parties to know about this fucking agreement. So, let alone, like, enforcing the agreement, yeah. which no one could do because the agreement was secret. So, there's, it just seems like, also, this case is in Florida. It's, like, not... Andrew couldn't be a potential defendant in Florida. Yeah. Like, there's just so many things. Okay, so it seems like this is going to continue, which it's going to prove very difficult for the royal family because la di da, ladies and gentlemen, the queen is alive, mm-hmm. and she shall be celebrating her platinum jubilee next year. Nice. Which I don't really know what that means, but I think it means like bitch, you're old, old and fuck. platinum is like serious. And I gotta say, not gonna be great for the royal family. Not gonna be great for the royal family. Which is great for humanity. Liz, are you looking at what I'm looking at? Is it a pair of mom jeans and some beat up, I don't know what those are, brown mm-hmm. boots? I'm being generous. Uh-huh. And a hobo bag. A hobo bag? Is that is that the official name for those? Yeah. Because, you know, it's kind of bindle shaped. That's why they call it a hobo that's bag. Not a, not, that just looks like a bag. That well, all That's just the bag women have. Well, no. But that's well, nice of you. We're talking about a white woman here. Blonde hair. What is that? A brown? What color is that? Oatmeal. Oatmeal. She got an oatmeal uh, colored shirt on. Blouse. Long sleeve knit. Long sleeve. Yes. And then in the next picture. Ill-fitting jeans, by the way. Ill-fitting jeans. Next picture. Another sort of, that's not an oatmeal. That's like a khaki. She's got, this is a brown sugar oatmeal sweater mm. and a, a pair of coffees. Two lattes. Now you might be like, Brace, Liz, who, who, who are they describing? Who is this mysterious? What kind of phone is that? That's not an iPhone. Lady. Uh, no, that's a wallet. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. We're talking about Scott Borgeson's new flame. Mm. Now, Scott Borgeson, who is he? Well. Scott Borgerson? Borgerson. Scotty Bor- Borgerson. <gasps> what? Uh-huh. Scotty David Borgerson. Whoa. 
Yeah. Wow. That's Ghislaine where getting the whole trial. screwed by two Scotty Davids. So Ghislaine Maxwell, unlike many of the spinstresses listening to this, had a lover when she was on the run. Uh, a man named Scott Borgeson, the CEO of Cargo Metrics, who, according to the Daily Mail, which has been a great source on all of this, in fact, yeah, they've been just had like. By the way, they've just had reporters like staked him. out following Scott, yeah, which I really incredible respect. resources. Yeah. So uh, I actually didn't know some of this. Um, apparently, they met Scott Borgeson and Ghislaine Maxwell in 2013 at the Arctic Circle Assembly. Okay, hold up. That sounds like. Dr. Evil shit. Yes. The Arctic Circle Assembly? Yes. Well, Hillary Clinton was one of the people who... You're not uh, helping my case. You're uh, not helping uh, globalists case. love the Arctic. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they met in Reykjavik, which, by the way, I've been to because I took the cheap... Oh, layover. The, the, Absolutely. They, that fucking... Most expensive place in the world. That motherfucking... That mother... zone. That fucking Icelandic budget airline where you're like oh i can go to europe for like 500 dollars yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. uh guess what they make your ass stop in fucking reykjavik for 19 hours which is too short to actually do anything but uh long enough time for you to spend 900 dollars on one it's meal it's expensive. the most fucking expensive place on it bankrupted me but it's beautiful if you go for like a real trip yeah i i ended up having to be in a sauna across but... like because there's like you know there's like the fancy baths or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's like just like a public like swimming pool that has mm. things that That's i went also to kind of fancy no oh uh and uh i ended up sitting in like this like hot springs across from a guy who had a let's just say the kind of runes that jews don't usually like to be faced with mm. and i was just like yeah, welcome verge, to like, the Arctic Circle, at, like, bitch. What? Who are you racist against, dude? Everyone. You live in Iceland. Everyone. No one's coming here. That's why. Anyways, uh, so they started smashing, uh, apparently in 2013. And now, oh. Scotty Borgeson was married, and he had children. <gasps> and he was cheating on his fucking wife with, with Ghislaine? Ghislaine Maxwell. Bro. Keep in mind that Ghislaine is 14 years his senior. Bro. There's a picture of them from the Arctic Circle Assembly, and he looks just like a normal guy. She looks like an aged crone. She yeah. is She is a withered old She's bag. been a crone She's since 32. 100%. Yeah. She's one of those people like, oh, you can cast a spell yeah. probably. You Abusing know? children ages you. What a horrible, fucking surprise. Horrible little little monster anyways uh to break up this is i'm just gonna read from the daily mail here the source said that borgeson revealed his affair with maxwell in a stunningly cruel manner after telling rebecca his wife at the time he was going to london on business and he would send videos rebecca watched a video of him and although he said he to be in london he was actually in miami with galane the source said Rebecca was sitting there with her two young children watching this video of Scott and Ghislaine hugging and kissing. Rebecca was devastated. Things quickly fell apart after that. Okay, well, first of all, let's read between the lines. The source is Rebecca. The source is Rebecca. 100%. Who else is the source here? You know? Thank you, Rebecca. Melinda Gates style fucking twist the knife here. Absolutely. That is devastating to read. Disgusting people. You're just... You're some, you're some fucking, you're some lady who married this guy, Scott. Maybe he wasn't your first choice. Maybe he wasn't your second choice, but you know what? He's got this company. He's got a hard work ethic. He, you know, he doesn't hang out with the kids that much, but at least he pays for the private school. Mm. He's going to London. I don't know. He's going to meet with some uh, shipping people 
And then, but he's in Miami. And you're like, well, I'm still up here in 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 in, in uh, yeah, but by the sea. Like, what's the fucking town called? Manchester by the sea. Manchester by the sea. You're supposed to be Manchester by the England. You're down there, in Miami, and you're with an old woman, and you're ki- kissing her with your mouth and hugging her. And my Why kids would, are watching. And you're sending me videos of this. This is horrible. fucking crazy. Horrible. Also, apparently, threatened to hit her a bunch. <gasps> I mean, he is a no. yes, yes. Holy shit! I know, Scott. Scott, piece of shit. Well, well, we got I, more Scotty news. Gotta say, Scott gets into this relationship. Never a good sign when you get into a relationship with cheating. Um, as the as the beginning of it, because That's Scott, so true. exactly. It always this always happens. So Scott. Scott has been seen cavorting with a yoga instructor over a decade younger than Ghislaine Maxwell. Now, you never want to be, you never want a journalist to describe what your activities are as cavorting. I I don't know if the journalist said that or I said that. (laughs) I did write that in the notes, but uh, I'm not sure. Well, if you're saying it, many are saying it. Yes. And you do not want to be doing anything that could be described as cavorting. You're in prison. I'll go. I'll go ahead and say you're a lady who's facing a prison sentence. You don't want to be uh, uh, your husband because they're still married, by the way. Which are they? Get to that in a moment. You don't want your husband being reported cruising around with a fucking a yoga, yoga instructor? instructor. Oh my god, that's so. Y2K. This is this is worse than any punishment. I mean. The, oh, horrible. At least so, make it Pilates. Well, Pilates is classic, though. Because yeah, that was, they had to invent yoga to displace all those Pilates <sighs> women. But uh, yeah, and so now, apparently, and I think this came from Leah Safian, the Daily Mail is reporting that Ghislaine is, uh, well, she had her marriage verbally ended by Scotty in a jailhouse phone call. <gasps> but he called her and he was like, listen, bitch, it's done. Oh my god! Fuck you! Can you imagine? I hate you. And then I'm you with the found yoga out that you're going to jail. You're going to die in jail. Insane. He didn't attend a day of the trial. No, he has not been seen. He actually has been seen during this trial with this yoga instructor. Who, by the way, was it his yoga instructor? Of course, it was his yoga oh instructor. We don't know that for sure, but let's read between the lines here. Um, and she's also a local journalist who wrote an <gasps> arts well. She wrote an arts column for, I think, like their small town newspaper. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, I mean, he put up a lot of her, his assets to try to, you know, get her, I think it was but a $30 so, okay. million dollar bail package. But I can't remember if we talked about this on this podcast or on another one, but um, young fellow that we met at the trial has done a lot of trying to track down Ghislaine and Scott's marriage certificate because... Um, I think even the prosecution has claimed that she married, like people just say she's married married to Scott. Yeah. She says that she's married to Scott. No one can find this marriage certificate. No. Did you just call him a young fellow? Yeah. I thought that was nice. That was nice. He's not a young fellow. No, no, no. To an older person, he would be. He, he was by incredible resource. I mean, this guy is Dr. Documents. Yeah. Um, writing a book on mm. on I think Ghislaine a lot of the financial and stuff, yeah. yeah and I was like that's that I'm very excited to read that um but uh, I don't also know how to pronounce his last name but it's like Thomas Volshow mm. um he uh, he told us that he had basically driven from county to county courthouse yeah. to courthouse to try to find this marriage certificate 
not a which has got to be complicated during COVID. Yes, but no sign of it. No sign. All the places you would think and more. Like which this they guy was married on a in road Reykjavik. Trip. Yeah, you got to take be. that layover. Nineteen hours. Find the marriage certificate. As far as we know, there is no. I mean, at least none has surfaced. No legal proof they're actually married. Well, under the eyes of God, it doesn't sound like they are because I, Scotty Scott, philanderer. Morgie, Philanderer. I gotta say, your old lady is getting sent to prison for being a child sex trafficker. I mean, but yeah, you gotta get with the yoga instructor. You can, you can cheat. Yeah. That's okay to do. Um, that's advice for all you fellas out there. Um, but yeah, so that's just one punch after another for old fucking Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, because, I mean, when I found out that it wasn't Scotty Borgeson who was picking out the house with her in uh, New Hampshire, but it was her brother, that's, that's not right. a good sign. Yeah. Not a good sign. But apparently Scotty would go and visit her. That's what he said. And uh, Ghislaine also told people he was a Navy SEAL. Which is a little... He, yeah. He was in the Coast Guard. Yeah, he was in the Coast Guard. Which, same thing to me. So anyways, uh, she is... Um, well, she is not going to be having any conjugal visits up there. And Danbury is where she might get sent. The Orange of the New Black Prison. Oh, really? Yeah. So wait, can It's you, a possibility. We got to wrap up, but... What's can you run through Mac? Okay, so we know Supermax is Supermax, mm-hmm. and that's like you know, rendition style, Snowden style. Yeah, you you die, whatever. Proceed. Then you have maximum security. I think so. Yeah. So Supermax is above Max. I think it's kind of like Max, but more. Yeah. Okay. Max plus. Max plus. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. the extra like leg room, like the extra leg room seats that they sell you on airplanes. Yeah, totally. Biggest fucking scam. Congress total scam needs to regulate the airlines just because of this more than anything else. It I is, cannot believe. Oh my this. god, it's anarchy up there. It is anarchy, and I gotta it. say, there is a monopoly. Okay, there are so many. I'm gonna sound like fucking Matt Stoller right now, but uh-huh. the monopolies that some of these airlines have from one destination to another. Mm-hmm. So they can just charge crazy prices for a three hour flight. It's like, brother, what is this? Why is this $750? And you're the worst airline ever. You're United. Oh, it's insult to injury. Oh my God. We got my to question they're out is, of control. You can't make a middle class for centuries. Air, air travel has been, Seg- segmented between the upper class in first class yeah. and the lower class, the rabble, rabble yeah. in main cabin. No. Now they are further dividing us oh, yeah. by creating this extra legroom middle class. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, they've turned that. What people who used to sit in business, now they're just in the plus. What was business class? Well, it was above economy. So what I'm saying here... they're turning the planes just into buses. They're Airbus. Yeah. There's nothing nice. What I'm saying here right now is that as a volunteer air marshal, Mm. I carry on planes. I have a plastic Glock. Sure. It fires real bullets. Yeah. You've got Um, a box cutter. You know, know, they let me... I have a license to carry a box cutter on a plane. Sure. Um, They got to figure this out. Congress needs to come down on these people hard. Yeah, well, I don't deregulate everything else. Everything. No, I don't believe that. But well, I'm willing to make that deal. If I don't have to, I don't have to. But I'm like, you know, if you want to pollute or whatever, you go ahead. Bitcoin, I don't care. Yeah, the airlines are out of control. Airlines are out of control. I want to see people in cuffs. I want to see everyone from CEOs to these damn pilots 
to, to the lady who last time made me take out all my stuff in the, when I was coming back from our live shows when I had to I had two pounds overweight and they're trying to charge me one hundred and fifty dollars oh more. The charges. I'm like, lady, it's just gonna be in another bag. I'm not adding. It's just gonna be my other carry. No, you gotta play the. Or my it's other, so stupid. I, they have so much power too. Yeah. So I say we take some of that away from them by just walking also, across the country. the other thing they should regulate out is what? no more sing songs on the plane. What the fuck? Do you are never you fly Southwest? No. Oh my god, Don't they're always this? going out into song. They're singing. Oh my god, there's so much of it, and it's Wait, too what much. What are they singing? And it's corny. Just let's treat everyone like adults. That's what I'm saying. Wait, no, you can't finish with this line of thought. They're singing on these planes. You never take Southwest. Uh, yeah, I guess not. But what do they sing? What song? Oh, they got a whole jamboree up in there. And you know what? You should let me watch porn on the plane. Have you? Could you imagine? I don't know what I would do if I saw someone doing that. I mean, I hundred percent people do. People do it in the library. Are I've seen serious? it in libraries a million times. If you know, they're do- shutting down the libraries here. Really? Yeah, I think because of COVID. I bet they're doing it because of damn. Netflix. They don't want people to read. No. It's 1984 out there, people. Um, by the way, I am looking for, I am making a public service announcement on this show right now. I am looking for a book called Mind Fuckers. Excuse me? By David Pelton. It is, yeah, uh, a source book on the rise of acid fascism in America. Uh, if you acid can, fascism? I'll, I'll show you this right after. You'll be really, you'll be stoked on this. Mm. But I found out about this book last night. If you have this book, and will either give it to me, give yeah. me a PDF, or sell it to me for vastly under the $300 price it seems to go for Oof. online, which I should not have told you about because now you'll do that. Yeah. Uh, please, or summarize in great detail for me. Please let me know. Don't summarize it. Just get him the book. Yeah. Uh, well, with that being said. I'm Liz. My name is Brace. We have with us here today, Young Chomsky, the producer. And this has been True Non. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.